So today, Ruthann, we are addressing a very important issue in trucking. It's been an argument between truckers and who knows, um, but we are going to address the trucker and flip-flops issue. <laughs> flip-flops. Flip-flops. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to address that along with pajamas and all the stuff that truckers are doing out there on the road. And uh, we also have a few other things that we're going to be talking about today. Um, number one, uh, we're going to be talking about steep mountain grades in the country. And I'm not ca- talking about just interstates. I'm talking about some roads that you guys are allowed to be on that you wouldn't believe are worse than interstates. We're talking about also truck drivers and how many are actually driving out there under the influence of alcohol that's so sad isn't it it is and we'll be talking about some numbers and a few other things today on talk cdl but first we've got a new sponsor ruth and you have a a message from them they're actually called truck parking club.com we met them at the truck show and go ahead and read the message from them it says, uh, they wanted me to give like a, a brief description of what they have to offer. It says, Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our network is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. What what Evan has kind of explained to Troy and I is that it's sort of like the Airbnb of truck parking. Yeah, if you're if you're a landowner, and you want to get involved, you just go to what truckparkingclub.com right. and sign up your piece of property. And uh, then as truck drivers park there, you'll you'll get paid for them to park on your lot. Mm-hmm. And truck drivers, these are some really good reasonable rates also. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you where, and I told Evan where they really need to concentrate is up in that northeast, you know, into those really busy areas where truckers just have a hard time. And he said they've got a bunch of big lots now that truckers on their way in like to the cities mm-hmm. can park and uh, get some rest so as a truck driver you can go and sign up as a a, a uh, land owner you can go and sign up and man I'll tell you what it's really growing very fast daily so guys yep. check in with them every day truckparkingclub.com it's a it's a website go onto the website and um, you could do everything right through that website and they're app is going to be released shortly it's going to be over the next few weeks they will have an app for both systems okay and we also have carter lumber i wanted to mention them carter lumber is a trucking company that has their own freight they are hiring for only local home everyday drivers and they have 160 locations that's east of the mississippi so Drivers, check Carter Lumber out at carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. If you have a class A, a class B, or even your a regular driver's license, mm-hmm. Carter Lumber has driving positions home every day. Plus, they'll take some students and let them come right out of trucking school and get right. home every day. Moving on, Ruth Ann, we've mm-hmm. got a few things that we wanted to talk about today. Oh, got my sunglasses on. Yeah. I know. I was trying to figure out why you just, why are you so cool? Now, actually, why don't you tell everybody for real, like we're in a studio and we got lights and what do the lights look like? They're huge. I mean, we can't spin the cameras around. We should have. So you can see these are actual stage lights. And so, yes, I am cool. 
But they probably are seeing a reflection in your sunglasses. <laughs> yes. I'm going to take the sunglasses off. So um, we've got this little thingy thing that we wanted to talk about today. Flip-flops in a truck, Ruthann. What do you think? Driving with flip-flops on, yes or no? What's your actual belief? What's your well, belief? I mean, I got me some flip-flops right here, and I wear flip-flops. And I could say I do wear them for driving our car, but for doing a tractor... I'm not sure if I would be comfortable. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how comfortable I'd be because I'm a double clutcher. I don't, I have to do that when I did do it. I didn't she, not use she, the clutch. She is a double clutch. Well, they have mostly automatics. Yeah. Though. So, I mean, honestly. I mean, you drive in your car with flip-flops on. That's what I'm saying. I do it on my car, so. But it is, let, let's be honest about something now. Again, I'm not going, I'm going to tell you what my belief is. And we've talked briefly about this before, but you know, I've been seeing such crazy interactions. Like people are making videos, like really slamming guys that wear them. And then there's guys, you know, fighting back. And so, um, the one thing that you have to take in consideration in a tractor trailer, the brake pedal is much harder to compress. Mm-hmm than a regular vehicle when you hit those air brakes you got to put some pressure on it now granted yeah you probably can drive a tractor trailer and flip-flops and and not have an accident but they actually have attributed accidents believe it or not with flip-flops with flip-flops now how many times in your life have you been walking in a sandal or a flip-flop the little thingy between the toes snaps on you how many times has that happened to you Oh, I've had it happen. I've had it happen where I was walking and the front of the flip-flop where my toes are because I was either foot lazy or whatever came down and I tripped over the flip-flop. Well, that's that's my whole point, okay? The the flip-flops are just there. Yes, most humans are capable, <clears throat> excuse me, most humans are capable of driving a tractor trailer and even shifting, you know, with their flip-flops on or their sandals. But at the same time, it is a it is a a footwear that is not really designed to be rugged in, mm-hmm. especially flip flops more than anything. And I'm sure everybody out there can testify that they've had a a, a little thingy snap on them while they were walking, and and maybe even truckers could say, yeah. So here's another thing: when you walk outside in the rain or whatever, right, your flip flops get really slippery. Mm-hmm. Okay, this the surface part where your foot is on, it gets really slippery. Now, yes, I am giving you the negative, the negative parts of driving a tractor trailer in flip flops. You run the risk of that thing breaking and your foot slipping. And uh, like we said in the beginning, there are accidents that have happened because of flip flops. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the the advantages to wearing flip flops is way more comfortable. <laughs> you know, your feet can breathe. Your you're driving down the road. You're especially if you got a ten-hour drive. You, you know, it's it is definitely more comfortable. I like driving barefoot, to be honest with you. But I've got some stats on, or not some stats, but I've got some. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say if if I was driving again, you know those slippers that are like shoes, but with like the sheepskin inside of it. Mm-hmm. I probably would want to wear something like that that has the harder sole. But they're like memory foam cushioned. Mm-hmm. I probably would do that where I wear those inside my cab. But when I get out of the cab, I probably would be in my side compartment, my slip on type of like dockers or, or vans or something like that, that I would either 
gas, you know, used it for fueling or using for going in inside, inside and out of the uh, shippers, but to, to walk around in, I would probably want to wear those, those hard slippers or, um, a good shoe that is sturdy to actually drive in. I mean, me personally, <clears throat> excuse me, me personally, I feel that each clothing has a use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like in the winter, you wear, you know, something warm in really cold weather. If you're working around um, things that are hot in the kitchen, you use an oven pad to pull stuff out of the oven, right? You mm-hmm. don't reach in at a 400 degree. I mean, they design flip-flops or design really mainly for beach wear mm-hmm. and, you know, bopping around in the summertime. Again, it's, you know, not my judgment. I'm mm-hmm. just giving you what my opinion is, mm-hmm. and I'm not judging anybody that does it um, because I'm. There's people with worse habits than wearing flip flops. <laughs> yeah. You, you know. Did you want? To, did you say so? Well, I was going to say that the main reason I wouldn't want to wear. See, I don't like wearing what I would wear out rocking around the fuel islands inside the cab because you get it's just crud sometimes, and I wouldn't want that in in my cab. The the diesel fuel or anything like that. So I would try to make it separate that I would walk around outside with certain things because that's my living space. By the way, I'm white. My nose is tickly today. So if people, are, people are watching us. We're going, is he snorting something? No, <laughs> I no. don't snort. But for some reason, my nose feels like all when his nose is really itchy. He might go <laughs> and yeah. do that. Yeah. But that's about it. He don't. So, but anyway, just, that's just an adjusting case. So, so going back to this flip flop thing, okay. somebody wrote in, okay. somebody wrote this. They said, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about trucking lately, and there seems to be an overwhelming, an overwhelming disdain for flip-flops. So what the, what the writer said was, you know, most people, most people are, are, uh, have more discontent or hate for those that are flip-floppers. Yeah, they do. Um, he writes, he writes, why is it unsafe to drive a truck in them? Less safe than wearing them to drive a car? Question mark. Is it somehow seen as unprofessional? I can see putting on shoes or boots when I get to a customer, but if I'm just driving... I'd like my toes to breathe, he writes. He says, or is it just a trucker thing? I've lived in a desert for the last 20 plus years and wear flip-flops anytime I can. It's so hot, shoes just make me feel hotter. Uh, He writes, I can't wear them to work now for safety and health department reasons, so I guess if I can't wear them to drive, I'll survive. But I'm really curious to why all the hatred. Um, then he writes, poor flippity floppities getting no love. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I wrote a few things down. Should truckers wear closed toe shoes to drive in, and especially when representing, um, when interacting with customers? What, what's your thoughts there? So you, do you, do you think a trucker should, 
should wear uh, flip-flops to drive in or should should they wear more of a closed laced shoe like a ten you know sneakers like a tennis shoe something that comfortable a slip-on um like a van or something See, like I like that. vans a lot and I think they're yeah. comfortable but you know not all flip-flops or not all you know you have sandals that are um, secured around your whole foot they're not they don't separate like a flip-flop comes and that's the reason they got their, their, their language from it is because they flop on the back of your foot. Correct. You know, they flip and they flop. But there's other sandals that are completely open that are leather that you are buckled in or they have a Velcro on the side. You know, dad wears them. Your dad does. So, you know, and if I, you're a, a driver that wants something that's open-toed and loose like that, you can wear them. You had a pair of them the one time. But I've had them that snapped also because you're, t- you're just talking about a strap those sandals, they'll they'll definitely hold up more than a flip flop, mm-hmm. but they snap also. And mm-hmm. then when they snap, they like right up your foot, and now you got this thing hanging down, and it can catch on the on the fuel pedal or the brake pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've actually had that happen to me while I was driving, not a track trailer, but a, a a vehicle where I have had a a a thingy snap on me, and so now I'm pushing down the brake, and I got this flip flop thing, or I forget it was a flip flop or a sandal, but it's it's like at my heel underneath the brake pedal, and I'm pushing my foot's hitting it. It's it's kind of it was annoying. Of course, I was able enough to just go. I'm going to push my foot down, no matter how uncomfortable this shoe now is. Mm -hmm. And then once I you know didn't need to brake anymore, I was able to kick it off. But you I. I, I would tell you. Um, I think for safety precautions, you need to have a shoe that's secured around your foot. Personally, right. Some now. Now here's another thing. Some drivers say this. Some drivers say, "Who cares what I wear? Mind your own business." You guys all have worse habits, and some they'll point out some. Like one guy wrote, "Who cares what flip flops I wear while you're." Pissing in the truck stop or parking in the fuel lane, which is a worse habit, he asks. You know, parking in the fuel lane is just annoying to other people. It's not a safety hazard. Right. So, you know, and he brings up a good point. It's like you're judging me, but, you know, you have all these other bad habits that you do. do. Um, And and there's drivers out there that don't park in the fuel island, that don't piss in the parking lots, and don't wear flip-flops, you know, all together. No, and I agree. And and that's another, well, that person there, what what he's saying also is, if I'm wearing flip-flops, what's the difference of me driving with a flip-flop on versus you peeing in a a jug going down the road? Yeah. And that's that's where you have two safety issues going on at the same different time, you know? That is true. So. And, and, and by the way, there's videos out there where truckers are driving down the road and they pull out a bottle and, 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 uh, you know, never want to stop, which like you said, that's a safety issue. It's a safety issue. You know, you, you, you're, you're chancing. If, if something, f- you spill something, you're going to be like reacting. And next thing you know, not, you, you could wreck. You not know? only if you spill something, but use this analogy or picture this. Yeah. Okay. You're driving down the road. Mm. You're peeing in a, bu- in, in, a, in a jug or a jar or whatever you men like to do, and you're going down the road, and someone cuts you off or does something. So you have to quick have your reaction as a professional driver to take control over the situation, and you're in the middle of peeing. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, and we'll get what back- happens if something happens and there's an accident? We'll get back to Now fl- you're exposed yourself. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My grandmother, she broke her leg falling down steps when I was a kid uh-huh. and I'll never forget it. 
Oh, <laughs> this was like way back when I was a little kid. She, they had to run her back in because she was, she didn't have anything underneath her dress on. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what a crazy grandmother I had. But anyways, um, I was going to say, what now what about a woman that wants to pee going down the road? She needs like a funnel or something, doesn't she? I mean, how does that, how would that, you know what? Don't even ask to explain that. I'm gonna, I honestly, I, I couldn't explain it because I really don't know what a woman <laughs> would use driving down the road. I know we have travel porta potties now but i don't know if how you would be mobile and do it yeah i don't know that going back to um flippy flops um some right some some drivers will say it's okay to wear whatever you want to wear okay while driving as long as you're professional when you get to the customer you go ahead and you change into, you know, some tennis shoes or a work shoe so you represent. I mean, and I definitely think that that is 100% uh, a definite need as a professional. I'm using the word, if you're going to call yourself a professional, you definitely want to interact with customers properly dressed. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to walk in there with, like, you know, no shirt on and a pair of flip-flops, you know, or walk in with your shirt open down to your belly and, you know, you're, you're, you know, maybe you think you got some nice pecs or something you're trying to show off and you walk into a customer like that. I don't, I don't think that that's too professional. I seen a, a picture of a, a lady driver and she was in some kind of like funky flip-flops or not flip-flops, slippers, but she got like, she had her, like her hair and some rollers and she had, um, you know, like pajama bottoms and some kind of shirt, which, you know, if that's comfortable comfortable for you to drive in, but going into a professional, you shouldn't have your hair and rollers and slippers on. You know, I, I do agree that you need to be dressed appropriately. It takes you five minutes to flip out your clothes to throw something on. And if you're driving down the road with your hair and rollers, you know, if you're a woman that's going to have them in rollers... You're also a woman that could put up, they have some kind of, um, they're not turbans or anything, but they're, they're, they're scarves that you can wrap your hair up in and it looks beautiful. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of women that can make it look extremely beautiful. I'm not one of them. I wouldn't be able to pass with that. But, um, so if you have your hair in rollers, you know, do that, put your hair up in a nice scarf. It's, it's acceptable. Even a hat. You know, mm-hmm. but don't wear this, the funky slippers and, and the pajamas. Well, you definitely, one of the things that a lot of drivers don't realize is your reputation follows you around. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're a driver that fights with people a lot, complains with people about people, or maybe you have, you know, people on the road calling in and complaining about you or even customers mm-hmm. saying, don't send this guy back, you know, to our facility, you know, like that. And that happens, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Companies get calls, you know, on drivers that are unprofessional. I mean, most, most customers aren't going to call in and go, Hey, this driver's in bare feet. I don't want him coming in like this, but some, some do have dress codes, mm-hmm. you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. So when you walk into a place barefoot or whatever, you could, have someone call in. Um, an, another another bunch of drivers are under the influence of there is a a uh, um, there is no legal uh, ability to wear flip flops. Like it, it's against they say it's against the law mm. to wear open toe shoes. And even I'll be honest with you, when I went to school, um, 
at, at, um, I went to, uh, Allstate, or Allstate. I couldn't think of the school like 30 some years ago. And they taught in the school that it is illegal to wear open toed shoes and you must wear a closed shoe. And I actually, for many years was one of those guys arguing that. Um, but on the contrary, I looked it up and people have looked it up. The C, uh, the, the FMCSA has their, their, um, uh, what's it called? The, uh, 49 dash CFR and then a number behind it. And it's got every rule, mm-hmm. you know, from passengers to, you know, everything that a truck driver has to follow. That's the, the CDL rule book. Basically there is not one, um, CFR dash anything that pertains to what your footwear has to be. You would think there would be, but there isn't. Some form of dress code. Correct. There, the DOT has never, ever put it in writing that you cannot wear open-toed shoes. So let's just start off by saying, first off, it's legal. If a driver wants to be wearing high heels, wants to be, I'm talking about female drivers. Yeah, I know. I was just trying to, to see if I would ever she, wear high heels. She, she had a look on her face. But anyways, like, and if, if anybody wants to wear flip-flops, it's actually their own business. It really, for, for us to tell them what they should and should not wear. Now, as a professional, you know, thinking professionally, it doesn't look professional going down the road mm-hmm. with flip-flops. It just doesn't. I would say for safety reasons. And remember, we just said they could snap and it could, and there are accidents. You can look them up where people have been killed or whatever because their shoe came apart, you know, while driving. So with that being said, I don't. I wouldn't wear flip-flops driving a tractor trail. I would not. I would not wear sandals or flip-flops. I'm going to I am going to wear a pair of sneakers and most likely, you know me, I'm going to wear a pair of Vans while I'm driving. If I go into a customer, I'll put something more professional on. Um, and that's just really what it comes down to. It's not illegal, okay? But, you know, it's probably not the most professional looking, but have added drivers if you want to wear flip-flops, you know, I'm not going to judge you. You know, because you are doing something that's what we call lawful. So mm-hmm. they are allowed to do it, Ruth mm-hmm. Um, But now there is a guy, his name is Ike, and I've followed him before. He he makes videos. And you always hear him going, flip-flops. You know, and he, he despises, these are the guys that despise truckers that wear flip-flops. And um, they all, they go as far as to, you know, I've seen them in videos saying nasty looking drivers with their toes hanging out, walking in the truck stops in their pajamas or jogging pants. They go as far as to judge these guys. Now, I will tell you, if you're a trucker on the road and and you just woke up and you just woke up and you got to go in to the truck stop, maybe you got to go and do a number two. It's three o'clock in the morning. You just woke up to throw on your, your pajamas and a pair of flip-flops, I'm not judging you because why should a driver be obligated to go and dress nice and professional so other drivers can go, wow, he's a professional. I'm, I'm throwing my damn pajama bottoms on and I'm throwing on a pair of flip-flops. I'm going in and take a dump. I ain't waiting and, and dressing so somebody else could be happy with the way I freaking look. If it's a truck stop. Guys, if you can't get used to a truck stop being everybody's living room, and that's what it is. We share the truck stop. And so to judge another brother driver, Ruthann, you know, that is 
got a pair of pajamas on and and maybe a pair of flip-flops and he's just walked into the trucks that were a lady to judge him i think that's a little bit going too far with trying to push your belief of this guy being a professional but like i said the truck stops are everybody's living room and if you don't like it you know then then turn your turn your eyes away from it's the no guy different than the walmart's i mean you, you know think about it well everybody in walmart has pajamas on i know i wear them whenever ruth ann has her pajamas on and we have to go to Walmart or say, oh, looks like you're dressed for Walmart. Well, I, I you know, <laughs> and, and I will go in. I don't, when I was pregnant with Sabrina, I walked, I was so big, nothing fit me. Nothing fit me at all. I wore long johns. Yeah. And I would wear long johns to the store because, and a big shirt, but that's what fit me. Yeah, so big. Deal. So I don't, I don't pass judgment yeah. on what one people want to wear. It might be the last minute and you know what? They might be having to do something real quick, mm-hmm. so they're running there to get it so they can get back and finish it up. You don't know the circumstances. So here's my here's my final judgment. I'm going to give my rendering. I don't believe you should drive in, in flip-flops. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I'm just I gonna, agree. I'm going to say it. I don't think you should, but it's not illegal, so if you want to, go ahead. Um, I don't believe sandals either because they can snap balls. I'm just saying for the safety. safety. Yeah, because it, it happens. Sooner or later, you're going to have one snap because of how you have to compress that brake. It's, it's a lot harder. But I believe when you get to a, a, a customer, you should 100%, 100% throw on something professional when you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't really think that any driver should be judging other drivers that walk into a truck stop with their pajamas on or a pair of flip-flops. I don't think you should be judging that truck driver at all. Uh, so, um, again, I'm not in any way putting you down if you wear them driving i would tell you to be very very cautious and be aware that that flip-flop can snap so that's my judgment wear them whenever you want to it's it's not illegal and um in at the truck stops i say all bets are off baby because it's we're out on the road for weeks at a time and we share the truck stop it's our living room if someone's comfortable about walking in in their jammies there you go leave them go leave them go guys let go find something more to protest you know what i mean <laughs> it's uh it's definitely not a cause to uh unless you got some kind of a personal problem with people's toes other than that i say leave it be what do you think, Ruthann? I agree. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on from our flip-flop topic. Ruthann, um, National Carriers. National Carrier, NCI. What an awesome company. They are. They really are. They got the most beautiful. Tr- I love the T680. I've been in National Trucks, and they are so nice. Mm-hmm. Check them out today uh, if you're looking for a job. 888-311-7076. Over the road, regional and um, lease purchase, owner-operators, company drivers, National has an awesome position. If you're a truck driver and you're sick of your job, consider National Carriers. Um, 888-311-7076. Tell them Talk CDL sent you over there. And Ruthann, last but not least, DriveWise. I've been telling everybody, you know, um, the last truck show we were at, we uh, literally uh, met so many owner-operators that said, they did not realize that with DriveWise, you can just download the app and start bypassing the scales. And, and and these are guys that have one or two trucks. So if you all out there have one or two trucks, or if you have 50 trucks, switching from the competition will save you money. And and if you're a new new to, you know, wanting to bypass the scales, um, go on, go where you buy your apps. And it's a free download. Download the D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E app. And start bypassing the scale house today, Ruthann. Do it. 
Do it today. All right. Oh, so moving on, Ruth Ann, we are going to be at the Louisville Truck Show. And this is because of Ruth Ann. She's the one pushing for this. Um, I was cool with not going, but Ruth Ann's like, no, we need to go. So Ruth Ann's in the midst of setting us up. So if you're going to be at the Louisville Truck Show this year, check out Talk CDL. We'll be there hanging out with everybody. We'll be doing some podcasts and shaking hands. And We'll give our booth number once we know it. Yeah, we don't need Ruth Ann's picking the booth out. We're trying to get a corner booth. So we'll let you guys know once we do. Moving on, Ruth Ann. Moving on. Moving on. Ruth Ann, message from truckers to the public. I, From I, truckers to the public. Mess, are you ready for the message? Yes. Stop being a dumbass. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. No, I'm, no we're message not. received. We're not. We're not. No, I, well, you know, just some of the things that drivers, you know, they write in. We've got some drivers that are like, I want to come on the show and I want to talk about these things these four wheelers are doing. Man, I really want to let them have it. But, you know, we're going to just speak on the behalf of all these guys that, that are bitching about the four wheelers. Um, if, you're, if you're the motoring public and you drive a car, you drive a little SUV or a motorcycle. You motorcycle drivers sometimes get a little wacky. They do. They do. They really do. Um, here's a little message. You know, when you pass a trucker, don't don't pass him so damn close that you almost clip his bumper when you're coming over. Because if we're being honest, there's many videos of somebody cutting in and out of traffic and their bumper catches a tractor trailer and next thing, in fact, I've got some videos to put up yet. Um, next thing you know, the car goes sideways. And you can roll. You can be crushed. You can be killed. Or you can just look like a dummy on Talk CDL's videos uh, where they go viral a lot of times. And there you are with a dumb look on your face being pushed down the road sideways by a tractor trailer. So when you're passing a tractor trailer, for real, get a few tractor trailer lengths ahead of the trucker. Signal. Come on over and be a professional four-wheeler, Ruthann. What do you think of that advice? Um, it could save your life. How about this one? If you think a trucker cut you off, maybe he didn't. But for you to drive in front of a trucker and brake check him, you have no idea how dangerous that is. It is super dangerous and unlawful. It, it, absolutely. And if a, if a cop sees you, you will get a big ticket. But even worse, if a trucker will punt you. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it where drivers literally start brake checking a trucker and the trucker, you got to remember, he's got that hard brake to push in. There's a little pause when he goes to brake and you might be in the pause where he, he connects with you. And guess what? You, you go flying and into the next century. So be careful. Uh, 80,000. Listen, it's physics, guys. It's just f common physics. You may be mad at a trucker, but think, think about common. F exactly. <laughs> doink. You know, it's, it's just a little doink. And you're flying, buddy. 80,000 pounds versus, on average, three to 5,000 pounds for the average car. All he's going to do is tap you. And I promise you. You're going to be, your eyes are going to pop out of your head because the big surprise of what happens when, when the big boy hits you is going to really shock the crap out of you, Ruthann. Well, and, and here's the thing. A lot of four-wheelers don't realize that in a lot of your tractor trailers nowadays, I mean, my car has it. We have the dash cams. So in a tractor trailer, they have those dash cams to protect the drivers. So if you're going to be doing the brake checks or driving really stupid thinking you're going to get yourself a, a little insurance claim or whatever the case might be. 
it's not going to work because these, these guys are protecting themselves. So you don't want to end up being stupid. Absolutely. 100% agree with you. Um, and th- one last thing I wanted to tell people that a lot of people forget about, and especially four-wheelers, and it's, it, it happens really more in the area you live. You know, most, you know that most accidents people get in are within five miles of their house mm-hmm. because they're so complacent. They're so used to, you know, flying and doing their routine, and people are more cautious when they are further away from their house. And so there was a, a, uh, an article I read this week where a teen was killed. Mm. He ran, obviously hit a tractor trailer, but here's what happened. And it, you know, like for example, Cardinal on our road, and most people are going, what's Cardinal? Cardinal is a Cardinal lane. It's a two lane road, meaning it's got one lane going east, one lane going west, or you could have one lane going north and one lane going South. That's all it is. And then, of course, when there's passing zones, you have the broken dotted lines. Mm-hmm. When you can't pass, you have, obviously, the double line or the solid line where you're not allowed to pass on. And that's all in your handbook before you get your license. Correct. Now, so what happened was with this teen, you have a teen that um, was passing a vehicle. Right. I don't know. For whatever reason, he's wanting to get around a vehicle. But what he didn't take in consideration was a quarter mile up the road. There was a trucker that was pulling out. So, you know, what most people, they look to see if anybody's coming. They're looking, okay, I got time to pass, right? But what a lot of people don't take in consideration are the little side roads where, where people live and they're coming out. Mm-hmm. I've had it happen to me where you go to, you're going to pass somebody and you all of a sudden, whoa, that guy's pulling out. And you, now you don't have time to get around somebody. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're down in Florida, people don't even, the, the word stop sign doesn't mean crap to anybody. Mm-hmm. And so you really got to be careful on these two lane roads where you're going to pass somebody because some people, they're looking to their left. Okay, they're just looking in their lane only and they're pulling out in front of you. Now, this trucker, he was just, I don't know, you know, where what was his deal, but he was legally pulling out onto the road after I guess he came to a complete stop. He was just pulling out onto the road where this teen and the timing was bad, but what he should have noticed was, hey, there's a trucker at that stop sign a quarter mile, and the trucker pulls out, the teen decides to pass all at the same time, and next thing you know, he's gunning it, and it's too late. He's going to, and he hits the he hits the semi, and, and the poor kid was killed. Um, honestly, that is what you call an accident, mm-hmm. okay? But it's also an accident many times can be avoided if the guy that's pulling out is legally stopped and then pulling out. And obviously the trucker wouldn't have been pulling out if he thought the cars were going to be too close. Mm -hmm. So guess what? Kid got killed. So advice from truckers. Look, you know, what we're taught in trucker school is look as far ahead as you can see for any obstructions. I mean, I'm talking about a tree limb hanging down, something on the road. You know, you, you kick out into the passing lane and there's all of a sudden a metal object in the road. Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to swerve. Guys, gals out there that are driving regular vehicles, look every which way you can before making a move, passing on on back roads or whatever you want to call them, highways. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, no, agree. so that's some advice from the truckers, Ruthann, to the, to the four-wheelers. 
And <laughs> there we ha- we could write a book on those advices. Yeah, though. there's there's a lot. I know there's guys listening right now going, "Wait a second, you missed about a there's million. There's a lot more. You missed a lot of advice I want to give." Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Anyways, moving on. Moving, moving on. on. Moving on. Moving on. Go, baby. All right. So, check this out. I was looking up. Um, mountain roads, steep grades in America. Because I was thinking about like a lot of people, you know, they're always talking about Donner and all this other stuff. So what I did was I looked up these these interstates. Now just follow me on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something real quick. Mountain interstates in America, and and I've told you about a bunch of them as I was driving in. I just got a handful of these, um, and how bad they are. And what they are is, I want to explain first off what the grade means. Mm-hmm. First off, I read that a 6% grade is the maximum grade that's allowed on an interstate. And I know some drivers are going, wait a second, I know, and I know there's some that have a little more. Okay. And maybe they, maybe this is prior to the rule. But what does 6%, and most people don't understand what that means. But here's what it means. It's measured in 100-foot increments, meaning 6% means no more than 6 feet is an incline or a decline every 100 feet. Mm -hmm. So if it's it's 6%, that means you can't have any more than 6 feet per 100 feet traveled. Okay? And... Here's, here's some of the interstates I looked up. Cabbage, seven miles, and most of it's 6%, which is the maximum allowed. And you come down that hill pretty good. So it's saying that at, at every, 100 it, feet. It, every 100 feet, it's it's changing its... it's You're going down it's, six feet. It's going, No yes, more. It's going, it's going at, a, at an angle of six more feet than it originally, you originally were. Right. In 100 feet, you're dropped down six feet. I thought I'd just try to explain a little bit more for the people that really truly didn't kind of grasp it. No, that's cool because a lot of it's, it's explained in a bunch of different ways, but for every hundred feet you travel on a 6% grade, you're dropping. If you're coming downhill, like you said, if you're coming downhill, you've just dropped a, a a whopping six feet. Now don't sound like a lot, but we just said cabbage was seven miles. Mm -hmm. So every, every hundred feet you travel, you've dropped or every yeah, 100 feet you've traveled, you've actually actually declined six feet. Mm-hmm. So every 1,000 feet you've you've run, that's 60 feet you've just dropped. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound a lot, but when you go down Cabbage Mountain in a tractor trailer, you understand why the maximum is, is can't be more than 6%. Right. It's because of the, 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 um, the way your truck is pushing you with your freight, you know, your weight being pushed and what your brakes are capable of keeping you slowing down at. That's why a lot of those, their brakes can catch on fire or just stop completely because they've gotten overheated and they have the, the runway ramps on it. You know, before I tell the rest of these grades, I want to tell a quick story. Okay. I was, I was a young trucker and I was in, sorry, go ahead. You know how my head will sometimes, when I was a little young trucker is what came what? up in my mind. <laughs> Don't ask me why. So you started singing? I started singing when, mm-hmm. when I was a little young Okay. Earth, earth <laughs> the mind of me. The, uh, we're, we're going in. Uh-oh. We're, rabbit hole. We're going back in. <laughs> should, should it be a rabbit hole or can we just call it a squirrel nest? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I'm opening my drink. <laughs> so, so go ahead, pop your drink. Hurry up. All right. So, um, I was a young trucker. I was a young trucker. But anyways, so I, I, I was a young trucker, and I was sitting in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, which is right off of Interstate 78 between Allentown and, you know, the end of 78, which starts right off of the 81 split, right below Pine Grove. And I'm sitting there at the Wendy's. Everybody knows where Cabela's is right there that travels through there. You have a, a giant Cabela's that sits right off the interstate, and you have Wendy's. At one time, there wasn't much more than just Wendy's and something else. I'm not kidding you. Cabela's before this. So anyways, I'm coming out of Wendy's. I stopped to get something, and I, I, I believe I was on my way either back from Allentown or on my way down Allentown. I think I was on my way back. And as I'm walking out, this trucker, he's sitting on his step of his tractor with his head down. And I just looked at him as I'm walking by. Um, and I said to him, I said, hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? Just kind of a hello, right? And he looks at me and shakes his head. And he goes, well, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. And at, at, for some reason, I guess I... I, I thought, well, he's, it, it sounds like he's got a problem when he goes, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, just like that. I said, is everything okay, Brad? He goes, uh, he, he began to tell me the story of how he just had gotten his CDL. And he lived in the South, okay, and this was his first trip to the mountains. And his, he was... He was going to be going to get on what's called the Northeast Extension in Allentown. He was going to run that up to Scranton. And there are some wicked hills going up and down there, too. Not really super bad. You know, some truckers, you know, when they have run Donner or something, that's a nothing hill. But to a guy that's never driven ever. His first trip up to the north. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to him, you know, how to do it, you know, how to approach it, you know, how to come down the hill and everything. But he was, this guy actually was, was contemplating, he even told me he was, he, he said he was scared. Uh, he was deathly afraid of, of mountains. And his, his deal was he was probably going to head back down to wherever, you know, he came from and just turn the truck in and go somewhere else. I don't know what became of him. I do not know. All I know is when I left, he was terrified. And, you know, a lot of truck drivers, they, they're, they're very, very afraid. I'm going to tell you, this is why I always tell truckers, when you get your CDL, to go with a trainer in the winter and to have your trainer take you into the mountains is a blessing. Because, you know, you're, you're, you're with um, somebody that can show you how to come down that mountain, you know, and obviously also how to drive in winter weather it's i think it's extremely important to go with a trainer if you're if you're not from the the area of of the u.s that has the snow the ice that's not used to putting chains i mean even when we lived in pennsylvania we've never really had to put chains and stuff on our vehicles often but there were times earlier when when i was younger that i remember my dad talking about having to do certain things like that because the climate changes. So, but when when you go to areas in Montana and Wisconsin and 
I, I would say even some of Minnesota and stuff, when you're in some of those areas, Wyoming, you have to put chains or or something on your 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 tires to be able to get through those areas just to get to a safe location sometimes. So so I'm going to actually cut the snow part out because I don't want to confuse people. But all, all, what I'm really saying is when you're trained in the wintertime, is better than being trained in the summertime because of those winter roads. But going back to just trying to just stay with the steep inclines for mm-hmm, a second, mm-hmm. the the um, the the inclines can scare people to death because your truck can get away. With, I mean, you see the videos where people use the runoff ramps, mm-hmm. and you know that's got to be mo- most people will be like, man. Well, you see that that trucker that um, killed all those people in Colorado that got that lengthy time in prison, that, that guy had no training in mountains. We, I read the whole thing on him. And there he is in Colorado where, believe it or not, there's a 7% grade. Okay. And, you know, instead of hitting the off-ramp, sometimes our pride gets the better of us thinking we don't, you know, who wants to go in that off-ramp? Maybe maybe I'm imagining it. Maybe I could slow this thing down. Well, I'm telling you, if, if, if you feel that thing's getting away from you, you know, you need to, you need to take that off-ramp. You yeah. really do. I mean, yes, yes, you'll probably be, you know, embarrassed. And, yes, it'll cost you a couple dollars to pull it out. But it won't cost you your life in prison or a lot of stuff in prison. Or someone else is being injured, just period. You right. Know. So You don't want to have that. Yes. So I'm going to just name a couple of these, these grades. Okay. Donner's Donner pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is, is a 6% grade, probably about seven miles. Sandstone mountain in, in West Virginia, believe it or not, it's got a four, it's got four miles of 7%. Guys, 7% means now for every hundred feet you've gone, you, you declined seven feet instead of six feet at that maximum six percent so for every thousand feet you've just dropped 70 feet instead of seven or instead of 60 feet meaning you're going faster Mm -hmm. that's a steeper grade if you're dropping that fast um black mountain in uh north carolina is only believe it or not about a uh, a five percent like four and a half five percent for a mile and then drops down to 1.5% 1.5% for the rest of the hill, which is still f- pretty hard. How about Fancy Gap? You, you know that road that's right there where you're going up 77 in North Carolina and you go into Virginia and you go up that mountain? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you what it was, the one that we go on. It's, well, it, it's saying it's a 4.5% grade. Um, I thought I seen a 5% on the hill, but the article I read saying that it was, or, you know, it's saying 4.5% and it's a 6 it's that's six miles down at at that grade, meaning every hundred feet you're dropping, you know, four point five feet, four and a half feet every hundred feet, um, and then the Eisenhower Tower, which is on I seventy in Colorado, I, I guess the westbound, it's saying seven miles at seven percent. And then it drops down to five, five to six percent for the last two miles. So that must have been obviously before um, they have a six percent maximum now. The actual Eisenhower um, west of it, and both sides they say are really bad in Colorado. So you're talking about a huge, 
huge mountain out there. And that's where obviously that guy, you know, got into that accident. But, but did you know, did you know, this is why I did this. Cause I was looking, I was like, wow, look at this. So the interstate rule is 6%, right? But did you know that doesn't apply for highways? Yeah, exactly. Now, this is not in any particular order. I've got about seven highways, that, and some truckers are allowed on some of these roads. Um, California Route 108, are you ready for the grade? Mm. 26%. Wow. Exactamundo. Ski slope. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So that's, that's, so six times four is 24. So that means it's over four times steeper so for every 100 feet you travel on a 26% grade, you've just, you've just traveled 26 feet. Do the math, okay, at 1,000, that's 260 feet. That's over four times steeper than the maximum allowed on an interstate. Hmm. Isn't that insane? Mm-hmm. Texas Route 170 is 15%. That's, that's over double of what the interstates allow. Um, and that starts between Candelario to Study Butte. And I'm going to assume it's over on the uh, far west side of Texas. <laughs> yeah, or else up in the panhandle. Um, then Utah 143 is a 13% grade. And that starts in Parowan to Ponagich if I'm pronouncing that right. Then you've got Wyoming Route 14, which is a 13.5% grade. That starts in uh, Yellowstone National Park to South Dakota State Line. Mm. Colorado 149 is a a 9.5% grade starting in uh, South Fork to Gunnison, Pennsylvania, our home state, our old home state, which is Route 487 is a 14.5% grade, which is, again, over double of what an interstate is allowed. I mean, just imagine, you know, just imagine this. Cabbage, if you've come down cabbage at 6%, imagine it being double the steepness in a tractor trailer. That's why you'd never be able to go seven miles in a tractor trailer, 80,000 pounds at double that, you know, just insane. Um, And then last but not least, California has... On Route 4, they have a 24% grade from Hercules to um, Markeyville. Um, and and uh, again, imagine imagine going down Donner Pass and it being four times the steepness coming off of Donner. Just, just imagine that. You, you can't even imagine that. You can't even imagine double. But yet there is highways in America. That are and they're windy insanity roads. What are you smiling at? I want to see what 183 is. One eight, no, it's not going to be bad. It's not going to be bad, but you talking about in Summit? Yeah. It it'll be it'll be there's a there is a grade on it. I remember. I know seeing, that's because at the bottom it's got those rumble strips. Bah, bah, you yeah. know when you're coming down, it's letting you know you got to be slowing down because you have a red light ahead of you. But it's coming off of a pretty steep grade. I'll tell you another one, Snowshoe Mountain. That's got a, that's, you know, all these mountains, just imagine coming down them at a double, triple, or even a quadruple pitch. That's insanity. It really is. Mm-hmm. As Ruth Ann's looking that up, Ruth Ann, what do you got? You come up with something? No? 
Well, I don't. I'm well, looking here. I'm not going to. It's a thir- okay, so what's the it's grade? It's saying 183 is, is 31.7 miles long. Right. Is there? Yeah, it's not that very long. 183. It it ends on, it ends down in Redding, because uh, it you know down in Burnville or whatever. It come I wonder what the grade is on like, 81 coming from. Scranton, Wilkesbury, down through Pine Grove. Well, there's a runoff ramp on 81 down right below um, Wilkesbury, or, or yeah, right below Wilkesbury. There is a a a grade. I don't remember what the grade is, but again, it's not supposed to be more than six percent, and that's not really that long of one coming out of there. But the bottom line is, it has a runoff ramp. So, um, just thought I would throw that out there for everybody. If you're ever on any of those roads, drivers, be very careful. And if you're in an RV, a lot of people are, like, targeting these roads to, you know, run their RV on. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're running a fifth wheel, make sure you have good brakes because, you know, the older pickups don't brake like the newer ones do. I think that's but the anyways, truth. we're going to move on. If that's Moving on. You. Moving on. So uh, we've got a few other things to talk about today, Ruthann. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? We do, but my gosh, I did not realize the time and where it went. Um, how about we go ahead and continue on? I just want to mention real quick once, uh, one more time, we are going to be at the truck show, mm-hmm. and we do have one last, um, we do have one last uh, sponsor to mention, um, Diesel Jockeys. We almost forgot about Diesel Jockeys. And I guess you can go to dieseljockeys.com, and it's a, a group of professional driver recruiters. If you're looking to, you know, we thought we'd throw these on for, for on the show. If you're, if you're in need of drivers and you don't, you don't have a giant budget and you need to find good professional drivers, check out dieseljockeys.com and send them an email or a message, and, uh, you know, on their, they have a new website. And uh, they will be more than happy to help you find drivers and and uh, try to help you either grow your fleet or maintain your fleet. But Ruthann, that's going to be the podcast for the for this week. Do you have the word of the day? And by the way, Ruthann yeah. finally rebooted her computer, and so we're hoping that the um, word genius, Ruthann, it works now. I tried it. Word genius, Ruthann. Word genius. They are not a sponsor of the show. No, no. But we've been talking about Word Genius for a long time. They make us smarter. We like to put up the word of the day. So if you guys are looking to interact, you only get it once a week from us. So the other six days, if you want to. There's six days of knowledge you can still gain. Yeah, if you, wanna, <laughs> if you want them to send you a word every day that you can use. What was that last one? Stumpen Fosser or Howard? It sounded like it was a Harry Potter word, but it, it meant bad politicians or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I want to use that word. But um, what's the word of the day, Ruthann, by Word Genius? Involute. Involute? Involute. I think I've heard that one. Or what's, what's involute? Involute means to be involved or intricate. Okay, so it's not the word I'm looking, I was thinking of. So I'll use it in a sentence. The professor offered an involute explanation of the roots of World War I that may students struggle to follow. One of the great hurdles of learning coding is grasping the involute new vocabularies of programming languages. So it's involute is to be involved or intricate. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I have to use that word too. It, it's something that you could use. Like intricate, you know, if you think about it, you know, like certain um, mm. um, 
like pictures or drawings or right. lace, you know, like you see certain patterns. It's mm. very intricate, you know, like woodwork. You know, if you look, our, our, our walking sticks that were made for us, those are really involute. Okay, awesome. Thank you again for that word, word of the day, Ruth Ann, and we're genius. So don't forget, we're going to be at the truck show, and we will announce the booth here in the upcoming podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we're out of here, Ruth Ann. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.